When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Previously on Sports Yak. Did you see the movie Unbreakable with Bruce Willis? Uh, no. Did you see Split? Mm, no. Great. It should be a great conversation <laughs> Friday morning. <laughs> Why don't they dust in here? On today's 50th episode of Sports Yak. You're a college basketball player and you're hanging your head and jogging down the floor. That's, well, I can't say what it is. Even though this is a podcast, I still don't want to violate family or FCC guidelines, but you can imagine what I wanted to say right there. You're given a scholarship. Play better. From South Bend, Indiana, the parish of America. From South Bend, Indiana, what the Egyptians are to the pyramids. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. I'm the booth announcer. Listen to me, I'm Jim Shorts. I'm the booth announcement. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. Because big guys gotta look good too. And now, Sports Yak! And welcome to episode 50. Can you believe it, brother? The Mike Singletary episode. Oh, I like him. The Samurai Mike. I was on another podcast recently and they asked me to put together my top 10 Chicago Bears. He made the list. Who else made the list? Erlocker. Cutler. Cutler? Yes, because I met him. I have a special place in my heart for smoking Jay. He was backstage at the House of Blues in Chicago at a Matt Carney show. looking around the room i'm looking around the room and i'm like there's a bunch of bears in here he goes yeah he goes i tend to do well with athletes they like my music and they Mm. just show up at shows and then all of a sudden my manager's like hey the whole offensive line of the bears are going to be at the show tonight and so you've got at the time cutler was in there couple other big dudes and i was like getting all giddy and excited matt says would you like to meet jay cutler and i'm like yeah 
And? So he takes us out of this party room. We get into this smaller little room where it's just us. He says, Jay, Corey, Corey, Jay. And I start to oogle. Oh, yeah, I oogled. Fantastic smelling individual. Really? And he did have a couple adult beverages in him. So his filter, in my opinion, was a little down. So we're talking, we get to start talking about football, and I said, uh, you know, I know nothing about sports. I said, Jay, what's it going to take to beat the Packers this year? They, They seem to be the big threat. And he looks at me and he says, here's the Packers. And he he his, holds his hand above his head. He goes, here's the Packers. Here's everybody else. And his hand goes down about three feet. You're the leader of the team, and that's how you think. That's why many people had a problem with Jay Cutler. This and that's why I you. say when you list him as your one of your top ten bears, yeah. a lot of people are going to raise their eyebrows about that. When he was hot, he was hot. When he was not, most of the time, he was not. And he was not most of the time. No. So this was like on a Thursday night that next Sunday he broke the finger, and uh, who was the backup then? This is probably five, six years ago. Caleb Haney? Caleb Haney stepped in and did fairly well, didn't he? Played in a playoff game. Yeah. So I put Ditka on that list as well, refrigerator. I mostly went with... Have Walter Payton on the list? I did. Uh, Bears that I've seen play. I didn't Butkus, go cl- Sayers? I've never seen Butkus play. I've never seen You've Sayers. never looked at YouTube, YouTube clips of Dick Butkus playing? No, I did not. I counted as ones that I've seen on the TV as a child and as an adult. This is what I'm working with, people. Yep. This is what I have to deal with. I was on another podcast called The Horrible Movie Podcast, and they paid you and I, in my opinion, a very nice compliment. I want I want to tell people, uh, man, uh, your, your podcast, What Else, is unbelievable because literally it's a who's who of uh, Christian music. You're such a good such a good interviewer. I mean, I don't know how, how else to put it. And then Sports Jack is so much fun. I don't know if you – do you listen to Marty and McGee on on ESPN? Do you listen to those guys at all? I'm sorry, I do not. They're very regional, very southern. I When I listen to Sports Jack, I almost get this this feeling of this is the – I don't want to say upper mid, but upper Midwest, middle Midwest version version of what Marty and McGee do on ESPN. Like, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I love it. I love both of them. They're great. Let's play a segment I like to call the name game. Just going to give you some names that have popped up uh, since we've last talked. You kind of give me your two cents on what you've heard and what you think. All right. Let's start with Brandon Wimbush. Going to Central Florida to be uh, part of the quarterback situation there, although it's not a guarantee that he's going to be the starting quarterback there. But I, I could see him thriving in that atmosphere. I think it's an offense that could take advantage of his talents. And I'm a Brandon Wimbush fan. I, I think Brandon Wimbush is a great person. I think you look at the reaction that he gets from his teammates as he departs. So much respect from them. I, I've enjoyed the times that I've talked to Brandon. I think he's got a great head on his shoulders. I wish him nothing but the best. In that situation, do you think the college called him? Do you think he put out the feelers to certain people? I think it's a combo effort there. Okay. But there's no guarantee that he'll fit right into But he can play right off. He yes. Can, he can He's go a play. graduate transfer. So graduate transfers can play right away. Kyler Murray. You know, I, I don't blame him for trying the NFL draft. Baseball is still going to be there. You can go in the draft, see what kind of deal you might get, and then turn around and go back to the A's. So 
I don't have a problem with Kyler Murray choosing to go to the NFL draft. I think that's trying to maximize the leverage you might have on a situation. Isn't it amazing watching these young men go from college athlete, their name is announced, instant millionaire? Yeah. You know, with a jet waiting. <laughs> I know, and all kinds of people wanting to talk to you. Tate Martell. Uh, announced last night that he's going to Miami. Uh, bienvenido, a Miami. Uh, from Ohio State, and uh, I can't say I wish him well because I'm not a big Miami fan. It'll be curious. They've got a brand-new coach in Manny Diaz. They've got a new offensive coordinator in Dan Enos. That, to me, is a little bit more of a roll of the dice, but Tate Martell was a big-time recruit when he came out of high school, and we just haven't seen anything from him yet. Manny Machado. The waiting game continues for... The very talented shortstop slash third baseman, uh, primarily with Baltimore last year, then get, went to the Dodgers in a trade late in the season. Uh, the rumor is out there that the White Sox have offered him eight years, $250 million. They have also went out and uh, signed his brother-in-law and one of his best friends. So the White Sox are making a huge play to try to bring in Manny Machado. The question is, does he want to be part of a rebuilding effort, or does he want to play for a serious contender now? If he wants to play for a serious contender now, the Phillies might be out there, but the Phillies are also rumored to be in the Bryce Harper market. Bryce Harper might be a little more appealing to the Phillies. Number one, he gives them a left-handed bat. The Phillies are predominantly right-handed batting the lineup, so they could use some left-handed power on that team. Number two, the Phillies would have a chance to stick it to one of the main rivals in the National League East, and that's the Washington Nationals, whom Harper had played for before. Okay. So if Harper goes to the Phillies, I think Machado may wind up having to go to the White Sox unless, and this is always possible in baseball, somebody is kind of holding their cards close to the vest and then decides to play them at the last minute. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet Ian Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys gotta look good too. Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. But the second K is silent. Last time we talked, and this of course caught my eye because Duke is such a powerhouse, but Syracuse steps in and gives them a whooping. Yeah, in a game where Syracuse falls down by a count of 12 nothing, and, and everybody's thinking, oh, this is another Jim Beheim team that's going to perform below the level, and then Duke's point guard, Trey Jones, gets hurt in the game, and that kind of changes the dynamic of the game. Syracuse comes back. They hit a three-quarter court shot at the end of the first half to kind of put themselves back in it and wind up getting a big win at Duke, 95-91 in overtime on Monday night, and, and thrusting themselves back into content, contention in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Let's stay with college basketball, Chuck. Uh, last night, Notre Dame heading over to North Carolina. 
valiant effort by the Irish, and, and I know Irish fans are getting tired of valiant efforts, uh, but you're going on the road and playing the number 13 team in the country. I don't think anybody really expected Notre Dame to win that game. Mm-hmm. At least I didn't, and the fact that they were able to be in pretty close contention for 34 out of 40 minutes maybe says something about this team. I I see some progress from Predis Hub, which is nice to see from the freshman. Uh, T.J. Gibbs is still not at full strength. He went one for five in the game, played 35 minutes with the flu, mm. and so when you don't have him at full strength and you're basically playing with seven players, it was not... Jawan Durham was back out there, but he's not at full strength either. Just shows you how good John Mooney is right now. 16 points, 19 rebounds. He's really putting that team on his back and helped them at least contend last night with a very good North Carolina team losing 75-69. Was it you on this program that says we need to look at this season as an exhibition? Was that you? Yeah, that was me. I this is a this is a total rebuild effort. This team is not going to the NCAA tournament. I think you're fooling yourself if you think they are. And so you look at this season as a chance for everybody to get better. Everybody's coming back next year mm-hmm. and you hopefully add a, some depth with some freshmen coming in and and should be markedly better in the 2019-2020 season. Talk to me about some Boilermaker basketball. Well, Boilermaker basketball, stock up. They're they're moving on up like George and Wheezy right now. Well, we're moving on up, moving on up to the east side, we're on up to a They beat Rutgers last night, 89-54. They're undefeated at Mackey Arena. They're 4-2 in the Big Ten. They're playing much better. They got that huge road win over Wisconsin last Friday. They carried the momentum and just put Rutgers away on their home floor. Hmm. So Boilermaker basketball stock up. Hoosier basketball stock down. What a terrible effort they put forth on Monday night against Nebraska, losing 66-51 at Assembly Hall. Welcome to the podcast within the podcast. This podcast is called Rant. You're a college basketball player, and you're hanging your head and jogging down the floor? That's, well, I can't say what it is. Even though this is a podcast, I still don't want to violate family or FCC guidelines. But you can imagine what I wanted to say right there, because that's a heinous effort by the Hoosiers. You're given a scholarship. Play better. By the way, Purdue and IU, Saturday, 2 o'clock on 103.1 FM, it's at Mackey Arena, so you know you've got to take the Boilermakers in that one. You've been listening to Rant, the podcast within the podcast. We now resume our regular podcast. Tonight, Notre Dame women's basketball. Taking on Virginia Tech, Battle of the Mabry Sisters, Dara for Virginia Tech, and Marina for Notre Dame. And oh, that's, that's always fun. That's about the only intrigue in that game. Notre Dame will have no problems taking care of the Hokies even though the game's in Blacksburg at the Castle Center. Bethel over Taylor last night by one point. Trayvon Cummington, 1,000 points. He becomes the 60th Bethel pilot in history to reach the 1,000-point mark. Uh, a win that Ryan Lightfoot's team needed that puts him at 5-4 and four in the Crossroads League. I've told you before, this is a really good league. And so even though Bethel is 5-4 and four in the league, I believe they're in sixth place in the league. Uh, Grace and Goshen, two of our other local teams, 
not so good this year in the Crossroads League. They only have one conference win between them, so it's kind of up to Bethel to keep interest up <laughs> for fans here in the league. And they almost squandered one last one again last night against Taylor, but they managed to hang on and win seventy four seventy three. Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Instagram at Sports Yak with two K's. Now, uh, here's a behind-the-scenes look at uh, Chuck and I's uh, broadcast day. We are on a morning show in South Bend, Indiana called Pulse FM. Uh, where Chuck will do little 90-second, two-minute sports updates at uh, 10 to 6.50 and 7.50 weekday mornings. But when the microphone's off, we tend to talk a little bit about whatever, and I was kind of setting you up because I wanted to see where you were going to go on this rabbit trail, and I thought this is a great conversation for the Sports Yak. Okay. You do uh, scouting for yourself for the game of the week on Friday night. You've got Westview and... Fairfield. Fairfield. This week, so you made your way to Westview. Westview, tell me what you saw. Tell me what you were looking for, and let's go from there. First of all, Westview is about an hour from South Bend. It's actually east of South Bend, even though it's called Westview. It's the western part of Lagrange County. Okay, and a big Amish area. Uh, I got to practice. I was told was going to start at three thirty. I got to school at three fifteen. Had to wait for some doors to open because they had everything locked up. Mm-hmm. Go in, waiting, waiting, waiting for the players to come out. Players come out. I can start identifying some of the guys that I'm keeping an eye on. Westview is a small school. It's class two A in enrollment in Indiana. We have four classes. Four A is the biggest, so two A is the next to smallest enrollment. Uh, but it's a veteran team. They're ranked number five in Class 2A. Uh, they've got a number of players who have, who are three-year starters, including a senior by the name of Elijah Hales and a junior by the name of Charlie Yoder, who is the coach's son. So players are warming up. Here comes Rob Yoder. He's in his 17th year at the helm of Westview. Played there back in the late 80s. I didn't remember him much as a player, but I've dealt with Rob now for 17 years so we know each other and he comes out he goes what do you need and i said well i said first of all you know we we kind of take care of some detail work we put up a graphic before the game give me the three keys to winning this week and rob says well he goes we're going to get a ton of different defenses thrown at us in this game we're going to have to not only execute well but adjust well on the fly and and figure out what they're in and and how we can run against it goes number two he goes they've got a nice inside outside combination so we've got to be able to defend the three-point arc but not extend it so much that we leave the inside open all the time okay and he goes in and then number three goes it's just you know handling the atmosphere because fairfield westview is a big rivalry game and that gym will be packed and westview has played in a lot of big games already this year but it's still different when your conference rival is coming in as opposed to playing in some of the things that they've played in this year how do you get rid of or how do you prepare for uh the atmosphere well for they, one reason by, sound by creating you know they have a nice natural atmosphere created in their own gym mm-hmm. it's very noisy in their gym and practice okay um far more so 
Like when I went to LaVille this year, I mean, it was so quiet. You could hear a pin drop. Michael Edison could talk like this and you would still be able to hear him. Mm -hmm. I couldn't hear Robbie Oder's yelling at his players. I can't hear a word he's saying because wrestling practice is going on in the balcony upstairs. The acoustics of the gym, when they have the bleachers pushed back and all the baskets down or such, it's, it was difficult for me to hear. In fact, at one point during a break in practice, I went over and told Rob, I said, it's a good thing your players have young ears because I can't hear a word you're saying. He goes, great, you're not going to give away any of our secrets. <laughs> uh, and you, you said something about you you recognize the seniors quickly. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you can just tell it in their physical build. When you see a senior, a high school senior standing next to a high school sophomore, there's only two years difference, mm -hmm. but man, is there a difference. Yeah. You know, it's like, not not to sound like I'm touting a group, but boys to men is really what it is because your 16-year-old Drew Litweiler is standing there next to 18-year-old Elijah Hales, and there's a difference. Who has, in your opinion, the rowdiest bunch of fans when you go to a basketball game, high school. The rowdiest bunch of fans. I mean, they are in it to win it with the team. Hmm. Well, I would say just about anywhere in the Northern Lakes Conference, you're going to find some pretty good fans. Those typically are one-school towns, and people are very invested into their schools. Okay. So places like... Northwood, Northridge. And I, I really believe this is one of the reasons why Mishawaka made the decision to leave the Northern Indiana Conference and join the NLC because they wanted to benefit from those schools coming to their gym and the financial boon that would be there. And also Mishawaka sees itself as this one school town, even though you've got Penn and you've got Marion. They want to see themselves with the Goshen's the Northwoods, the Northridges, places like that. I think they feel like they have more in common than, with that than they do with the South Bend schools. How important is basketball to those those one one towns like Westview? We were talking about that off the air. How important is the game of basketball to a school like Westview? Well, in Westview, where they don't have a football team, basketball is king. And we will get shots on Friday night. You will see the number of Amish buggies pulled up outside the arena. There will be dozens of Amish buggies outside the arena. There will be hundreds of Mennonite bonnets in the stands yeah. for that game. And it is a big community deal. I mean, you have the, the Indianapolis star, Kyle Nedenripe, is their uh, high school writer down there. And he did a story on Westview this year because Westview came down to Newcastle and played in the Hall of Fame Classic this mm -hmm. season. So he wanted to indoctrinate the Indianapolis audience into what this Westview team was all about. And one of the one of the things he started the article with was he was talking about a guy named Bud Hostetler who just passed away in December at the age of 89. He had been to every Westview basketball game in the school's history. Hmm. Because that's what you do. That's what you do on Friday nights in Emma and Topeka and Shipshawana. Okay. And that place probably seats about 2,500 to 3,000, and it will be packed 
on Friday night. And they, they have some great traditions. They have the Westview Whistler, who, if you watch the game, you'll, hear you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, I did a stat a few years ago. It is It has been since been broken, but they had, I think it might have been a streak of 25 straight years where they had a Yoder on the team. Um, Do you get to choose where you broadcast from, or is it a technical thing like, hey, we're going to have you here? Do you get to choose? Oh, I don't get to choose what location in the gym. I was curious. That's all technically laid out. Okay. I know what I prefer being courtside. Yes. I, I like that feeling. It gives me a better feeling for the game. But that's not to say that we'll have a we'll have a good angle where we're at at Westview, which is center court high above. I also like where we are at Northside Gym or Plymouth, where we're kind of at an ang the corner angle. Yes. Um, you have could, you been courtside uh, this season? Courtside, we were courtside for Laville, and we were courtside for Culver Academy. Okay. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. This is Jimmy Shorts. Not gone. Sports Yak! We can hit on the NBA, although there's not much to talk about. The Bulls continue to lose. Here was something that befuddled me about the Chicago Bulls, and I think this came out over the weekend. Uh, They gave their interim coach, Jim Boylan, a raise, maybe to bring him up to typical head coaching standards since Mm -hmm. he was an assistant beforehand. Uh, But they gave him a raise and extended his contract for another year, which basically tells you that – He's going to be the the head coach next year of this monstrosity that we currently call the Chicago Bulls. But if I'm sitting there as a Bulls fan, I'm thinking this team has not made market improvement since Jim Boylan has taken over. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would you give him a contract extension? The raise part, I kind of understand just to bring him up to standard. I don't, I don't understand why you would say, oh, well, we've seen enough. We'll give you another year with this group. I think I read today uh, in Bulls history, today's the day they got their name. The, that could be. The Zephyrs. Yes, they were the Chicago Zephyrs out of the Windy City. Yeah, and there was another name and then the Bulls. What was the uh, the name escapes me? Indiana and uh, Phoenix last night. Uh, Phoenix is an awful, awful ball club, although they were just coming off a win over the the Western Conference leader, Denver, I think the night before. Then they had to get on a plane for a back-to-back and go to Indiana, and Indiana demolished them 131-97. I think the Pacers had six guys in double figures. Pacers are the three seed right now in the Eastern Conference. They're okay. They're nice, but so are houseplants. I mean, there's nothing to really get all that excited about. I know the Indianapolis media gets all fired up about the Pacers and, oh, yeah, and maybe we'll not you're not knocking off Toronto. You're not good enough to knock off Toronto. Just put that in your back pocket. You're an Eastern Conference playoff team. Yippee Kaye, move on. When 2019 kicked off, do you look at that as the end of a sports year or do you consider maybe the Super Bowl the end of a 2018 sports year? Do you have any kind of uh, thoughts on that? 
Um, oh, I, I don't think about that stuff too much. Certainly, I tie the Super Bowl to the 2018 season. I don't hold that in a separate regard into 2019, but I don't sit there and say, well, you should hold off your 2018 awards until after the Super Bowl or something like that. Right. Uh, the NFL actually ends its MVP voting with the regular season, so the playoffs are not supposed to play into who gets the NFL MVP. I never got to ask you this, and I think it might be interesting for, for listeners. Would, could you do top three or big number one sports story of 2018 if I put you on the spot? <laughs> I think um, LeBron James and his impact on the NBA and – Moving from Cleveland to L.A. was a huge sports story in 2018. Okay. That's the bar right there. Now, anything you say above it or below it? I don't think there was anything. I'm not, I'm not sure there's necessarily anything above that. And and I'm one who wearies of the LeBron coverage on yes. ESPN very easily. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the that's a that's a seismic shift for the NBA. Remember, we just got done saying, okay, well, Toronto and Milwaukee are now the top two teams in the NBA Eastern Conference. Cleveland has gone from the team that you expect to win the East every year with LeBron to a complete and utter non-factor in the NBA right now. Yeah, That's what the shift of that one player has done. Plus, he has rejuvenated interest in what was a moribund Lakers franchise. And everything in the NBA now looks to the Western Conference. Houston, the Lakers, Golden State. Here's here's a pretty good Milwaukee team. Who just uh, signed Bonzi, did I see? Uh, they signed Bonzi to a two-way contract, uh, similar to the kind of contract Demetrius Jackson had for a while with okay. the Sixers. So Bonzi will play primarily in the G League, and then occasionally he'll get called up for some stints with the parent team when there's an injury or something like that. But Milwaukee's not bad. They've got the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then Toronto is a really good team, and those two teams look to be duking it out in the Eastern Conference. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about Milwaukee and Toronto in the NBA East. It's all about the NBA West. It's about Harden with 17 straight 30-point games. It's about Steph Curry jacking up three-pointers in the Golden State dynasty. It's about LeBron with the Lakers and can they make the playoffs and what kind of damage can they do in the playoffs. It's about the surprising Denver Nuggets who are the number one seed in the Western Conference and I defy you to name a Denver Nugget other than, you know, maybe Dan Issel and David Thompson back in the day. So it's about all the stories in the NBA are out West. Sports Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks, but the second K is silent. We heard all last weekend from meteorologists, okay, there there's snow coming Saturday the, the 9th yes. or, or sat, whatever last Saturday was. The twelfth uh, Saturday, the tw- there's snow coming here, but you just wait till the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, Snowmageddon! Snowmageddon is coming to Michiana, kids. It's coming, and all week long, my meteorological geek friends have been 
checking their charts. And, and of course, they give you this caveat. Now, now the storm is out in Alaska right now. Uh, just a, a little bit of change could change the course on this. Yes. And, you know, it could change. Hey, here's a thought. Make a prediction and stand by it. Okay. Right. Here on the Yak, when we pick games, if we screw up, we come back and tell you, hey, we screwed up. Yeah. We picked wrong. It happens. Okay. Oh, but the media, oh, well, you know, a change in the currents and, and things like that. And El Nino uh, comes through here. And if it's if it swings through the Rockies and then it gets caught up in the Jetsam and uh, with George and Al Elroy and things like, come on, just make a call on this storm. Is it going to be bad Saturday or not? Because I've seen this thing in the last 24 hours go from five to eight inches and Michiana snowmageddon and cancel all your plans to eh, one to three. Yeah. Right now it's 82 degrees in our fair city and compare that to 48 degrees in the upper northwest and 38 degrees in the Middle East. Here's a sports question for the Maniacs too. Archie Miller, are you starting to wonder if he is doing the good job as IU head coach or not? Do you, does he need more time? Or are you starting to kind of raise your eyebrows saying, eh, maybe he's not what we thought he was going to be? How long has he been there? year and a half. Where'd he come from? Dayton. Where do you think he should go? He might be the guy. I, my thought is the jury's still out, but that's my thought. I mean, I see enough inconsistency from his team that, you know, Tom Crean got pilloried down at IU. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, people didn't feel like Tom Crean was a fit. I think Tom Crean is a great guy. I'll be curious to see what he does at Georgia. But IU fans, for whatever reason, did not take a liking to Tom Crean. And in my estimation, they're giving Archie Miller a hall pass when I thought the effort of his team stunk Monday night. Flat out stunk. I believe that's our show for today. Hopefully those three words that I just uttered aren't your opinion of the show, too. <laughs> Congratulations on episode 50. You too. Please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. You know what actually helps us out? Leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts because they have a review section. You know, you can give us a couple stars, or you can even say a few words like, wow, or not bad, or fire Chuck, or whatever. Until Friday, have a great couple of days. That's our show for today. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet, because big guys gotta look good, too. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. Until next time, sports fans. That's good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.